Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Be Your Own Boss. Our guest this week is the founder of United Kalakar, Mr. Pranay Katke. And this is a very special episode for many reasons. First of all, I'm sitting here, right here in Daman, Gujarat, at Pranay's house. And uh, so usually I say, welcome to the Be Your Own Boss podcast. Uh, but here, Pranay is welcoming me to his house. Pranay, thank you so much for welcoming me here and inviting me to your house for doing this podcast. Only my pleasure, Sachin, to having you here from such long distance. This doesn't matter actually. But having you here after knowing each other for some time, and it is my great pleasure to have Thank you for this great opportunity. I really feel humbly and really thank you. And by the way, I have come here, I'm spending a couple of days with Pranay to learn from him about art and innovation. So this is what Pranay does. Pranay is, has dedicated his life to art. And that's an understatement. Pranay works on, under the brand of United Kalakar, he works on connecting the dots between art, innovation and entrepreneurship. And by the way, you may be also wondering why am I wearing sunglasses in the you know, we're shooting this at night, indoor, but I'm still wearing sunglasses. And that's because uh, I've got some uh, infection in the eye, but the show must go on. That's and true. that's why I'm here wearing sunglasses, the show must go on. So, Pranay, as we always do on the Be Your Own Boss podcast, uh, let's start with your story, your journey here, right from the beginning. Tell us about your your parents, your siblings, where were you born? So, I was born in Bombay, uh, then called Bombay, of course, now it's Mumbai. Uh, I was born in 1976 and I grew up in an age where communities and people grew up with each other. And uh, uh, space in Bombay was still much not as chaotic as today. Uh, and uh, we did not have mobiles or anything like that. So human connections uh, were based upon that. And everything that we did, everything that we learned in lives, uh, even education uh, came from the streets and the people, uh, not online. Uh, so, and I grew up in a family uh, which is uh, a joint family initially, yeah. uh, a very big family, and it dates back uh, with its own history and legacy. Uh, so, when I was young, around about uh, I remember one, one and a half, two years old, uh, my grandfather, being uh, a great visionary entrepreneur of his time, one of the tenth uh, richest and uh, from an orphan school that he came from and he built an entire empire for himself was a great legacy to watch. So uh, my parents or anybody, my even my grandfather, uh, never uh, I never realized uh, what the uh, you know uh, scale of entrepreneurship or uh, how his dedication towards life was. I was just watching as a young boy as his age grew and learning and getting things as and when. I wanted it uh, not too privileged because everything that had to be earned, even my uh, so there's a very interesting tale during my growing up. Uh, so I grew up without uh, my parents being around from the age of two to age of 15, you can say, till my grandfather passed away. 
and so I uh, missed out on the maternal love part of it. Not that I did not get it, so I could visit my mom uh, every day after school for certain hours, and she would especially bring uh, uh, one meal for me. So because it's her son, not even test friend, uh, probably, and she had to feed me. And this was when I was in school. Uh, so I grew, I grew up uh, missing her, uh, but. Being around men who had become the mothers uh, was an interesting uh, side of uh, the manliness that we rarely find in today's times. And we have these uh, biases in different ways. But uh, men being, taking, packing me, you know, pampering me, uh, getting me toys, getting me gifts, like a mother would do. Uh, my uh, so I grew up in that kind of a joint family who uh, there were men, men uh, being skilled uh, architects to all kind of men, and uh, I uh, grew uh, in a very protected environment where education was given top priority. That's the reason my grandfather also took uh, me away from my parents uh, who were living in a very uh, that time suburbs which was not so developed. Uh, so they thought that uh, the place where I grew up had the best of education where IIT and uh, IITs and IS officers or chemical engineers, one of the best engineering and uh, chemical uh, engineering students and students around me who were preparing to be a part of those colleges and their families who built them. My grandfather happened to be an entrepreneur who built the entire community security system. Uh, he gave the space uh, a name, he gave the space an identity, he gave, gave a uh, space a landmark. Uh, and uh, I did not know, like I said, I was a boy. Mm. For me, it was not asking my dad whether you are an entrepreneur because that light is still not lit in me uh, yeah. till many years ago. I was like a shy boy, late bloomer, uh, learning by myself, or not even learning, just observing and being happy around. Uh, being around joint family of people uh, and lovable people and everything where love is there. Yeah. Did, the, did the thought of art or being an oh, entrepreneur yes. come to you at that age? Entrepreneur never yes. because I did not know what that word meant. Right. It is a terminology which is very lately born and entrepreneur uh, as a word uh, I don't think so we had used uh, between 70s, 80s so much. Uh, in Indian context, you can see, and uh, but art, yes, because at this age of seven, I remember uh, one of my uh, uncles promised me a horse as a gift if I pass on an exam uh, of art. They created a uh, watercolor competition with these outlines drawn on a piece of paper, and I had to fill the paper. In Maharashtra, I won the first prize wow. at the age of seven, and I still did not know because it was like an everyday thing for me because art was I was born with it. So for me, doing anything creative. Uh, I did not have to even think about it because it was my daily activity. I was uh, the whole favorite pastime of mine was doing something creative, uh, uh, playing, inventing games, goti uh, kela, you know, like playing marbles or flying kites or even uh, making those kites. The kites are not reachable. So the creativity of DIYs and innovation and art and all these things. So our house had all the technology in the world uh, from the seventies. We are the best of most people, we are the best of Iowa, Samsung, LP players, but no NJVC video players. I remember those Darshan days where there was only one channel and 
that sound used to yeah. come and used to all get excited. And there are these certain slots where He-Man and all these uh, cartoons used to come and we were crazy about it. And Tom and Jerry being like a Bible as kids, you know, it gave us the most cherished moments. Uh, when the system uh, or these technologies, uh, you know, the heads you can say, uh, got uh, tempered or you know, dust uh, accumulated, none of the family member ever stopped me from opening the entire device, which was expensive in those days. Mm-hmm. So my first hands of having that freedom open something which I did not understand but understood how to clean a head uh, with a simple and just to protect it and nobody said because it's a it's a technology and the masters of those technologies or the physical equipment was such that they had built uh, systems which would last for uh, 20 years or ages or generations so innovation during the age we kind of grew up uh, like the Bachar scooter or anything that we say, you know, these innovations lasted for fathers and grandfathers and generations and art was like coming through and innovation was coming through and it was amazing because I was winning competitions not only outside but I was uh, one of my favorites in my uh, school also for art. Uh, I participated in theatre and art. Uh, so we had Broadway scale, uh, actual Broadway scale where four floor building uh, school structures in those times and we are coming through ropes as flying ferries or robbers in Alibaba Charlie store and Joseph and Multicolor Dream Court and Oliver Twist and we are having the grandest uh, theatre directors and performers coming to create these monumental uh, visions yeah. for an artist like me who loves art. Uh, for me, this was like a canvas greater than life. If anything got below that, got below musical uh, bystander, that gave me birth of a curator who could define what is great performance, what is great art, what is uh, so it uh, like musical, sound of music, or any fiddler on the roof uh, or cinema. This was all uh, accidentally fed through me. So Pranay, when, uh, when we talk about art in general, right, yeah. there is usually artists are artists in a particular form of art. Either someone is a painter, someone is a sculptor, someone is an actor. And But your approach or your journey of art mm-hmm. seems to be very different. You've had this all-round, you're an all-round artist mm-hmm. and all-round innovation. Mm-hmm. How did you connect the two here and how did, like, how did you develop, how did you become an all-round artist? So, uh, so I practiced about uh, 15 to 20 fields of art, design and communication. Uh, I started uh, after college, uh, so basically I started from school. So uh, I had this vision of being a pilot. So my parents, uh, when my grandfather died, did not have that kind of a, a money, which was about 25 lakh, I still remember that figure, to be a pilot in those days. And since about 7th, uh, 8th standard, or maybe even before that, I used to walk to school for an exam, I used to look into the sky and talk to the plane as it was God, and I say, please pass my exam, God, and looking at the plane, means that boy was so dedicated to that plane that he thinks of it as a God. Uh, or the sky as his universe, that I will fly this as uh, this in one moment of we don't have money, uh, uh, it shattered uh, the whole purpose of uh, my dreams. 
when I uh, did not have that, then uh, somebody in my family suggested, I, I'm good at that, you should explore architecture. But uh, there's another side of me, uh, which uh, again, because I was a late bloomer in everything, I understood things much lately because I was not guided properly to what I wanted. Uh, because they all were technical skills on doctors and engineers and entrepreneurs in their own fields. So art made though, you know, they did not have any understanding only they, they had a concept of artist. Where artist means you have to carry this sling bag, which is like a jola. And that is how they have seen artists struggle uh, from the ages of Hussein. I think friends who grew up with Hussein, Bathroom Days and all these things and changes that can be one of the most prestigious colleges for art as considered at that time. So for me, uh, my journey said no problem. But since I was not so great in academics, uh, I did not pass my score in my academics, but I excelled in my art scores in the same year. So they said that, okay, you're fine and Helsinki will take you. Uh, and instead of architecture, because it required a certain amount of 76 or a distinction percentage at that time in JHP, I think that time. So uh, they said that if you're not uh, uh, doing architecture, we will put you into interior design uh, as a subject which is newly coming up and which will support architecture in the future that has been told. I studied interior design. My concept of design came from interior design. My concept of functionality, a design should be functional enough for any kind of community, space, people, uh, uh, perspectives, uh, everything in terms of design, visual design or functional design uh, came from interior design. Uh, I excel in that uh, by becoming one of the best students of the college. Uh, I uh, was published by the Education Times uh, also in about year 2000, I think, uh, two years later as one of the best students uh, whose portfolio was shown uh, to all department from architecture, interior design, commercial arts and they all uh, were mentors and leaders who or founders uh, of the institution that built uh, many like companies and all before that and they loved my portfolio and they exhibited that you do something like this boil that to inspire some other people. Design happened but now the design had to be implemented so I was taken by my uncle on a site. Mm. architectural site which was building I think it was uh, a home for one of the big time developers of Delhi and so I happened to work on colonial architecture uh, and also Laurie Baker being one of my favorite uh, because he was sustainable and studying design sustainability happened through design through me because I uh, did not like too much artificiality or too much of uh, graphical form of plasticky art uh, in terms of design for execution of living space because it should breathe your life, it should be breathable and be your own personality. The day I went on this site, I still remember uh, there was this one person did not come and this another guy who could not use his tool rightly and he started hammering this wall to uh, put a nail on this wall. Mm -hmm. There was some magic piece supposed to be going on the wall and it had to be driven. The first time I hated the profession was because I was coming from a theatre musical background mm -hmm. 
sound systems and I was listening to Beatles, to LPs, to Eagles, to you know all these things. So music was there and a noise uh, disturbed me. And I say, I will not be in a space where noise is there. So this is not my profession. I like everything musical, clean and nice. I like to design. I like everything that is organized. Uh, so noise uh, also was left as a seed for me to go, grow through life, to understand what that noise and how I have to solve that noise later on. So uh, after I finished that design part, uh, uh, I decided I'm not meant to be a part of the architectural profession or anything like that. I was happy to be a good student, pass out. And at the same time, I think there was a magazine uh, in one of the spaces and I, it was had the best photographers of Bombay. Mm. Again, a visual attraction. Wow, who shot this? What is it shot from? How is it shot? How is it looking so beautiful? How is it looking uh, from these uh, vintage Kodak frames which were like these vintage retro colors and how is these classy graphical forms of human bodies looking so graphic and so beautiful with what kind of ways and who is the best. So my, I had out of the entire book I think about there were 100 photographers captured or some uh, 50 photographers captured in that one uh, annual series uh, of uh, I think uh, better photography, I don't know what magazine it was. Mm -hmm. So that perception of art for that visual mm -hmm. came for me from a basic understanding, I love what I'm seeing. I picked up one name uh, and uh, I just I just want to be aware this person is the number was luckily there. I just saw the address and uh, I said if I want to go there, they just walk into the door. No, why I have to call? There's no emails. Yeah. There's no nothing. I was grown up in a human connector. I knock on my auntie's door or neighbor's door or friend's door. We just went and knocked. Hello, is he there? Yeah. That's the only call we had to understand if he's there or no. And if I'm welcome in that space or no. Which came from the kind of growing up of the environment that we grew up as a community. Yeah. Uh, and it also allowed me to open and knock that door as simple as just going and walking to the number one uh, photographer of the country. I'm just saying, and he opened the door and he said, okay, what do you want? I said, this, uh, okay, come from tomorrow. That's it. So you, were you looking for a job at this place? I was not the, looking for a job. I learn. I wanted to just be in that space and do whatever he is doing or learn yeah. or whatever. I yeah. did not know where I'm going. I don't know where that job, I don't know. I did not have the concept of the word job in my life. It was that visual. I want to do that visual. It was like that little boy in my heart wanting that thing and uh, going to that space. Of course, I got paid a salary for that minimum that time because there was a structure in that space. But I'm still not okay. That is coming. That is an extra part for me. It, it was your first job. It was my. So it, was my it, was, it was. It was my second job. Second job. After the interior design internship with my uncle yeah. for a certain amount of years. Till I was in college, yeah. uh, I was doing that. So I was learning. Well. I was like a street smart and a tech smart boy at the same time. So I was having the ground experiences at the same time. I was learning, and it just continued throughout my life. Learning and studying at the same time because if I learn and I don't implement at the same time, I don't know the next chapter, how to, how it functions ahead. So accidentally that happened, and uh, so this uh, person just took me. And uh, in one year's time, uh, I think uh, I did not have the most expensive camera. Uh, 
I did not have again 25 lakh not become a pilot. Yeah. The same question came back again when he observed this boy is so passionate about his work, but can he afford a camera? And that time, Mamia and Hasselblad and all these cameras were, and these Sedars, uh, 4x4s, uh, analog cameras uh, were highly expensive, like lakhs of rupees, and the lighting set, uh, set up and the studio set up even more. So, even if I learn it, how am I going to deliver it? My Choice of my first guru, you can say my second guru, because education, uh, when I was having my school uh, or college days also, mm -hmm. I found uh, one mentor who would uh, do certain things. But this guru had the audacity, you know, but he had the strength to reject me after a year without feeling me, uh, you know, without and telling me on my face. Can you afford this camera? Mm. I said, no. So it's better that you find something else. Yeah. Because if you can't, then you will waste your years. And this, as your guru, I'm telling you, because he liked me. He liked me. How, like, how did you feel at the time? Oh, I felt very bad. Yeah. I felt very bad. Uh, not because uh, uh, I could not afford it. Uh, it because my guru. Said no to me. Never in my life I've heard no because I've been the yes master or yes minister boy. I pointed uh, on a friend's door or a neighbor's door or my best friend's mom's door and never have I uh, been said no for any because I was a good boy. So all the doors in my life have said yes to me. And this is the first time. When I did not ask for this mentor to say things, when I was still excited about learning more and seeing more and being a part of uh, uh, cinema shoots and fashion shoots and all kinds of high fashion shoots that were happening. Uh, and uh, knowing the entire community of advertising agencies and the top creative mentors who had later on became uh, great entrepreneurs by themselves. Mm -hmm. So when they were in the raw phase, I saw the rawness of all these players mm -hmm. as professionals who are artists in different categories, mm. advertising, photography, architecture, because they are raw. They are like doing their first job is done, they have proved it to a client and they have got and they have zoomed up and they are on the mid path of the first level of zooming up before something grander happens to them. So I am at that phase where I am I'm, I'm like a part of the startup journey where the idea is there but the startup has now begun and it is this escalating the first seed funding has already come. So I at that level of these art professionals who are professionals practicing and they were all beer on horses. They were all beer, accidentally or not. I chose all beer on horses. I love to learn from, I, so in my life I have this own theory, it was bad or no, I don't know, but uh, there's this concept, I said, I know number one, I don't know number two. I only know number one. I don't know what is number two. And they said, no, I said, oh shit. I went back very sad. I might have cried on a bus stop like a little child. Because for me, Guru was like a father figure. I never got a scolding from my father also. And you heard the first father figure who really scolded me for no fault of mine. I'm doing my job right. What did I do wrong? But immediately after that, I joined commercial arts. Because I already seen the advertising, the creative directors, all the things. I said, if I can't borrow a camera or I can't buy a camera, I can at least 
lead the photographer who said no to me by being a creative director of the agency. I want a shot like that. Right. So when you say you joined commercial arts, so like you take up a yeah, yeah. So no, no. So uh, so after interior design uh, mm. course, uh, again the new applied art course had started in the same institution. So I picked up that course. I excelled in the distinction. I came number two uh, in that entire year, uh, inspiring the future generation of people by being the best man in the library who, who became uh, a mentor for all the students of the time. Uh, and advertising, because I had had the physical experience being in the professional field, textbooks did not matter to me. So whatever assignments I did, for example, in my exams, I was asked to do anything uh, as a concept in before. So we had one hour or two hours, whatever the examination period was at the time. In the first 15 minutes, I had 20 ideas on the table. I picked one and all the rest around me, students, was like, can you give me an idea? Can you give me an idea? So I can't think right now. Please give me an idea. I'll build upon it. I'll build the whole campaign upon it. I said, okay, I've used one. You can take all these rest. So all these 15, 20, 10 people around me used to pick that idea and they pass out and they excel and all. So it became like the first ranker and second ranker and third ranker and that. Uh, after that college, the dean was so excited. There was an episode in my college that I don't consider as very great, but I was a tremendous instinct started burning in me. That no, I burned a fire in me. And uh, if anybody else after that said no, it would make me very angry. So, in that journey of that young man, um, young Amitabh Bachchan, young and angry man, born in the 70s and, and getting that, the way that fire is burning, now the fire has come from. So, the dean, I remember still, uh, who said, uh, who excelled uh, in college, who inspired so many students, uh, why don't you join? Because there's a new diploma of three years going to start. Uh, and I wanted to be a part of this uh, journey as the first diploma uh, to be a part of the school also. If you don't want to, you can be a teacher also uh, and teach other students. And there are openings because everything is there. And I said no. Because my journey has got stuck in that uh, mental photography thingy. And I had to complete that. That is exactly during, I think, uh, copywriting. There was a workshop during my commercial arts. I learned copywriting from three years of IFA. It was one three months course uh, from the best of mentors of copywriting of India. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned copywriting as a CNI. We won the gold award during that time as a group coming from different categories. And then I moved on. Now, when I was in photography and I learned that this photographer only failed of one guy mm -hmm. who he said was better than me. Better than him. Who he said used to always laugh the way I laugh. I was a happy good laugh. Always laugh on everything, always be smiling, always be lovable to everyone. But I was not allowed. Why are you laughing? You have to learn or you have to learn to laugh. And you know, when these sounds of these photographers stood over there in my head, I picked up nobody but better than him. Who said if he says that he is a better mentor or he's a better photographer or he laughs always. I want to be with that guy. I went to the selling film photographer, I joined him, same thing. 
there was this guy waiting with an entire portfolio coming from Canada already, you know, of, with about 10 15 years of experience. I walked with no photographs. So, but I did not have a camera. I had a passion. I had a passion in my eyes. I had this fire burning. I wanted to be with you. I don't know why. I don't know what even I spoke to him. But that photographer, uh, that photographer was a very spiritually awakened person. Still is and considered very highly uh, awakened as an artist, even today in his field, by many who became photographers after that. Even advertising agencies, I remember no creative director ever told him what to do, unlike the first photographer, because they only came to him because he would give something different. And he could amaze everybody. And it was quality brand standard. Uh, so, brand building and creating a brand out of art. Your art nurtures after a long time, but that signature like Picasso comes after 20 years of dedication, one stroke, master stroke. And I went to that master. At the same time, this boy walked on with a portfolio out. I walked in, I was the second man in the line, uh, trying to get in as a new assistant. He just looked at me, okay, what do you want? I said, can you handle the lights and stands? Yeah, I said, I can. Okay, what's up to that was it. So my universe full of masters and mentors and gurus. My universe, I was like talking to the universe since childhood. And it's like as if when, you know, when they say, when the, when the student is really the teacher of your son. 100%. In your case, agree. 100%. And talking of amazing art, I mean, you must be wondering about this mysterious piece of art behind us here. Um, and by the way, I mean, zoom in and look at it. The more you look at it, the more things you will find in this piece of art. Okay, and that's how um, amazing this is. And you know, maybe mention in the comments below what is the first thing you see. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what I saw the first because my answer, what I saw the first in this, amazed Pranay. When uh, he said that, you know, in I mean, yes. in these 18 years, nobody said nobody. this as the first answer. And in such a quick fraction of second. Yeah, within a second, I, I, saw, a second, something saw something. I saw something that, that, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> and I, just, I said, okay, there is an artist somewhere. <laughs> so so tell, tell us about this piece of art. First of all, like, is this, is it a painting? Is it a picture? So tell, tell us about the story of this one. So like I said, I was with this photographer who's also an artist. And uh, fine art photography happened for me from where I could learn photography as art, which I already pulled in, in my career. When I kind of didn't say graduated from the school because having such great gurus, like you know, it's like Dronacharya picking up an Arjun, asking him uh, what do you see on the tree? And he says, I can see only the eye. So for me, even a short time of with a creative crew uh, is like a PhD by itself. And this was my own journey when uh, reaching to this point, a lot of human understanding was happening. I joined theater. I uh, learned Shakespeare. The human connect started becoming a struggle as an observer, the artist's journey. And calling started somewhere because the artists were getting born up. Art was there, it was a tool which I already had. But the pain, the emotions of human uh, struggle to the nose or the downfalls and everything. So the mill workers 
of Mumbai, which was the foundation of how Mumbai was established. Uh, when I saw in the phases of development that these mills were going to be uh, vanished completely, uh, I felt very sad. Uh, and by that time, that artist had been groomed by Human Connected Theatre, uh, and uh, this gallery camera I had uh, gifted by my friend. Which was like a uh, one megapixel camera out there, digital camera. Nobody wants to this camera. And I said, I want to do something, I just want to capture everything that is going to be destroyed because uh, my friends are who are educated in university and engineers and going to go abroad. And if they come back tomorrow uh, to back to the city and they don't see what we have, uh, because gradually the development was moving, I was seeing Mumbai shape. As it was rising, breaking down, and falling, I could not identify certain street, uh, streets. And uh, I said, that is how the chaos is going to happen. And when I went to this one of the mills of Bombay, it is going to be broken down. And my sense of smelling things came from it, feeling textures uh, started uh, coming through physical theater, touching humans, touching the clothes, uh, touching, not touching, or everything. So that I wanted to capture texture. If people can smell, feel tension. So I happened to shoot the walls of this mill. Uh, wherever I, as an artist, felt that a labor or a group of people did a particular work and their sweat, their emotions, their family stories were shared in that moment. And this wall was a silent listener and he's captured their soul and he's kept with them to last even after they are gone. And for me, uh, capturing these walls, I captured many walls, about 1,500 actual, not taking a photo, but I shot only because the camera had limitation memory, also limited battery life, so I could shoot the entire thing. I did not because I was too fast in shooting. I was very fast in everything that I was doing. Mm -hmm. So clicking a great composition, my eyes already trained from a great guru. Uh, to compose a good, understand the thumb rule of golden uh, composition and everything of that sort. So I did not move a single moment. I did not care if it was a sunny moment or a sundown or you know, golden light or golden hour that we call and we wait to take the best shot. I just wanted to capture these words as and they, as I saw my two eyes could see and this tool could just capture what I, my eyes could see. There was no frame looking or something like that. I saw certain things I wanted. That this piece was the only thing or the only wall which I can say was not ever painted by me. Because this work is painted by the sea itself. So that mill was at an extension near the port and it's a, a dockyard where it was a the splashes of these high tide waves uh, were hitting this wall every day and uh, every moment, every minute there was a new wave uh, decoloring or coloring and creating a new picture on it and this was like a shady outskirted like you know it's like the corner and nobody goes there and uh, goes there for their nuisances or uh, nobody bothered uh, bothers looking at this or talking to this wall but this boy in me, this artist in me uh, since it was capturing the souls, it was also understanding the functionality of human in that space. So if a mill is completely in shambles, I knew where the washroom was, 
even if it is in drilling format. I knew where it was, uh, uh, the the machinery was. I knew how the movement move uh, movement of human patterns happened. I wanted to capture them throughout the journey. So this wall also happened to be in a secluded place where nobody visited. It was not a part of the functional design. It was an exterior where these neighbors would have gone and chilled out and you know enjoyed the sea. And the sea was painting it forever. I shot this because before I shot this, it had not randomly, but this one image, I took certain amount of time and in the same moment I still remember it is like as fresh as I'm getting goosebumps right now. It was like a spiritual evening, awakening. It was like the sea saying, this is a gift from me to you. This is like the universe saying, this is a moment for you. Uh, this is something you will find for your entire life. And uh, all these noises and voices like from all over are happening and I am in the silent, steady, calm, Buddha state. Never experienced Buddha ever. Never experienced the literature of Buddha, spiritualism ever. But I became so grounded and I saw something. I don't know what, but I wanted it forever. And this composition was not like how you see. I shot it in a very different composition, in a different way. This painting is never existed on that wall after that. Even after the second I shot it, because the news it was high tide and the splash had already changed for that. And, and the, so the picture, the image keeps changing on the wall. The image keeps changing on the wall. So, so this was like a captured at a particular it is moment, a moment of time where I had to be there, and the canvas was that, and it had a story of it. And the comments we are all waiting to see what people because this is my masterpiece uh, tease uh, which also helped me uh, balance find my balance uh, in life in a, uh, and move on to another journey of mine uh, which is fine art so from a technical skill learning architecture noises happening, commercial design where commercially art is sold, photography again where the commercial aspect of art is there and they are earning out of it. Here, this boy goes on a reverse journey to learn now what he was born with and what made him happy is fine art. The finest piece where you take years to understand and create a masterpiece. I had built an entire journey of my life learning theatre, cinema, uh, architecture, design, learning from mentors and teaching fine art. And in fine art uh, is what my next journey actually started. Where I could reflect back now in every person that I could see innovation, every person I could see struggle, every person or every skill of art, design and communication. I could see their growth and phase and movement and I could see the issues and loopholes and in that phase, I was already designing solutions and I was telling my mentors things way ahead of time, uh, which I knew I could solve it because I had been from here functional design to uh, graphic design to this. So I could implement theatre into this and this functionality into management of theatre because management of theatre performance is where everything is happening backstage, frontier, you are seeing only the performance is handy. So management of a studio space, management of an architectural space and I could mix match algorithms and dots to design solutions which 
Rindy and which became later used by technology as one of the biggest startup movements uh, which helped certain fields. But like answering your basic line where this entire journey through art design and communication, through 15 fields of art design and communication with different mentors on different award-winning projects, national international award-winning projects that are luckily happening to be a part of every project. So I would like this head of cinema, where they say that I'm the photo of Lakshmi, uh, where I come in and that first of all, uh, project, whichever I joined, uh, won, won some award for that mentor. So they are the lucky chance. And I did not, uh, because my hunger for art, my understanding art, uh, comes uh, from this one thing known, to realize that I will only learn art. That is the only learn language, and I think I have found myself. Uh, there was a big uh, problem by doing that because I was growing, I was aging, I was uh, not aging, but in those times, said you know, after you school and because you get a job, you don't have a bank account, you get a sustainable job, and this was an art journey. So it took a lot of time uh, for me. In that time, I think uh, I realized uh, every issue and uh, I started creating landmark uh, contributions to every field accidentally. After being uh, an intern or a job uh, uh, employee in these winters, I became the birth of the entrepreneur and the fire. How did that transition happen? I want to talk about that part. I mean, you, 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 were, you had some jobs yeah. working as an assistant huh. to photographers and yeah. actors and then to entrepreneurship. Well, I don't know if you ask me that where that moment happened. Mm -hmm. Because I think, uh, you know, the great people always say either you have it or you don't. Yeah. Or you learn and you get it and then you experience it and through So I had it. I learned it. I worked when I learned it. I was rejected for being good at it. For being uh, the best student of college because I was becoming the mentor's favorite or the guru's favorite. And how would we get into that space? We also, I was just being me. I was not saying. I said, hey, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this together. So the united spirit was happening because I grew up in a joint family. I grew up in a community which was joint. I grew up with friends who played from all different walks of life and the same things. Uh, so there was no point of anybody being scared of fear of me. And in that journey, this entrepreneur journey, uh, I think it has just got seeded in me. And that moment uh, of Problem solving. See, what is an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur is something, somebody, what I understand is who is a solution provider to something or an issue. That is a basic understanding of who an entrepreneur becomes. He is either doing something that is already created by the system and expanding it uh, beyond the limitations of that uh, ecosystem created by any industry or sector and taking one leap forward by saying, I will do differently and I will build something greater. Here, I am a boy who's understood art from different angles and perspective from higher to lower, from student to uh, top scale, from industry standard to everything. And uh, 
I am providing solution, but they are not accepting it because they want to stay in the room. So it, I had the only choice to become an entrepreneur, uh, to create your own, to create a path yeah. for those who will be in the space which I have. If they had art and they had not access and they were told ever to know, they should have a solution that will feel them like engineers. They will be fed like doctors. Like we had engineer, a bank, limited fields, IS, IIT, limited thing. Now we have super terminologies and super expansion, but the birth and the foundation of everything that we do is that only. Uh, whatever we do, we just divided them into parts and mini parts and micro parts. So my journey as an entrepreneur, grew up with entrepreneurs. Uh, my grandfather being one, I could reflect back now what he did. Yeah, so it was there genetically coded in It was through my legacy of 17th century, which uh, was embedded in my blood as a warrior to go and move forward. So not struggle ever gave me pain. It pained me to light a fire. The fire was always there, I think, within me. So nothing would extinguish or but I think it, I proved it after a certain time to not only art field, but I think uh, all the sectors. Tell us about your work with the the United Kalaka and why United Kalaka and how is it making a difference in the artists? So it's a very great uh, journey and I'm uh, very happy uh, about being that entrepreneur who could create an entity called United Kalaka uh, with the spirit of Chaplin, you can say. United Artists, again, like Chaplin, was struggling and the producers were not allowing him and Silent Theatre became uh, voice theatre. And uh, he had he loved Silent Theatre, he did not want to move to voice theatre, uh, cinema, sorry. And uh, he created his own studio and he named and he wanted to bring in all the artists together and create a platform for them who uh, these producers would not say would say no to same journey I think uh, and it was like a foundation where I just wanted to simplify things uh, because I had been through too much of complexities of understanding it so I wanted to create a universal language and understanding which happened is done by everybody it could be any country, any language, and uh, any any region or anybody. They put the laugh at Chaplin, so they know Chaplin. They might not know his full name or last name, but they really love Chaplin. But United Artists became United Kalakar. Kalakar means artist in the Indian because I was in India, talking to India, giving solutions to India, bringing solutions for the issues that I've seen in India. But working with mentors who were globally trapped. The point was when somebody is so exposed to the world of modern development and still cannot see that in the developing region, uh, like India was, like any region is now even today. So the whole concept of United Kalakar happened uh, uh, in 2013. I needed one name because uh, that was a time I had designed the entire ecosystem, uh, which was 50 years or 100 years at a time. And I needed a name for it to connect. So, United 
Kalakar was a movement which had started to unite artists into with innovation, with solution creators. Like Darwin Shea and Steve Jobs, both were artists. One of the fathers of the modern world, which was Darwin Shea 400 years ago. One was Steve Jobs, who was studying calligraphy, but he was considered as the father of uh, and I'm still not exposed to Da Vinci or Steve Jobs. Till then, I have created this uh, because you, you, I think Google is still not uh, coming to India. The internet uh, is not yet exposed so much of archival data of information for an artist being an innovator in the archives. There was no too much of literature or context to uh, share it, or even in the thought process of even searching that search bar the word art innovation was there. So the path was not there for developing a boy and developing nation. Uh, we still uh, exposed to the world and globally traveled people. Nobody knew or understood the concept of art innovation. They, they still don't know. Uh, in many countries, in developed countries of the world, they are understanding now. I've been very fortunate to be a part of German, French teams uh, and American teams during my journey in art and theatre. And uh, when they could understand what I'm saying, it was a common problem sharing. Artists facing the same thing all over the world. And I said that you are in a developed country, you are in a developing country, our issues are the same. Why haven't you got all your tools? You have internet much before us, you've got all the things that much before you've got uh, structures, much before infrastructure built to help you, see you, and all these things are there, why couldn't you build it? And they said, yeah, we should have built it. Why didn't you? So they became my friends and still my friends and they uh, made me as India partner. So when I launched this ecosystem, I wanted to go as a completely disrupted mind. Uh, I pitched the same idea. First, the biggest body of uh, art in India, which was led by the government, uh, because I wanted to See the solution from top end to bottom because when the policies are made for the artists, only then the leadership will understand the issues of the artists. Only then they will understand the scale of social economic development for the artists and artists' contribution uh, to the nation as nation builders or developing region builders uh, in water models and can we make them a part of the system. And uh, this ecosystem was pitched to the greatest body of art in India. Then uh, it was built to the government of India. Uh, fortunately, I was, since I was into finance, like I said, so like artists were struggling uh, to find interviews. There was these elite colonial era kind of formats there for fine art industry, where if you could say certain and explain certain art, so the East Christian way or any institutional way uh, that's only considered as a great literature and wow as art uh, or art literature, you know, to accept that artist with some some thought process or think of art in a certain way. So there was a storytelling yeah. art required, which had to be polished in a very colonial way. And I happened to be grown in the colonial architecture, theatre being English, cinema being uh, Italian or French or world cinema. So the English and language and storytelling, diction and literature from Tagore to uh, Shakespeare was already there for me to write in a flow. Also the basics of copywriting which I could write copies like at a making call like a poem uh, without even thinking or anything like that. 
it was embedded. So my first thing uh, under United Kalakar started was first to unite the artists by telling them Ki, I will build you. There's always a promising role, like we have in our structure where you know there are followers and there are leaders uh, of any mission or road makers. But they always want somebody to lead you. We have that in the storyline also. There is already a wise person telling the story, and these kids are listening to the story. So me curating these people, uh, some go farmers, children, joining uh, masters uh, uh, courses, uh, and they were great at their work. I was not fortunate to learn uh, fine art and become the way they are. I said that the only miss to great masters was the text. I could write that for them. I just started helping every artist, knocking and inspiring every professor of, who was training the new generation of uh, artists and nurturing the mentors and the teachers' minds before I could learn. Because it was their job to nurture the kids. So, like I said, the top end, I, I pitched it to and an Innovathon event in uh, Dubai also. In the same year, I wished it to the Indian government also. I said, both are developing regions, both are fastly moving, and, and both are progressive. Both have got India in their heart and soul uh, in a way. So, when India, I started doing this, so a lot of issues of the artists started to find out after time uh, uh, because they sped up when you help an artist. Artist is all about appreciation. You appreciate an artist, he'll give his soul and heart and cut his heart into blood and blood. That's how an artist is. Whatever artist and wherever artist, even an architect's great design, advertising campaigns, branding great design, or a marketing guy's great design, if there's an appreciation to a creative instinct within you, in the first go and some cor uh, corrections here and there, and allows you to innovate something better within your own self, it builds the strength as an artist to give something to the system, what the system wants, also keeping his own language. Also that appreciation nurtures and helps it that they have found me, I have found them, they like what I do and this is the commonality, the commonality between them. There is a solution which a creative person is uh, applying to uh, industry which requires art to expose their data to the world through whatever products they want. So advertising or marketing and all these tools. So these students in fine art, I call them as underprivileged. Uh, I call theatre as underprivileged. These two are complete fine art uh, because their uh, understanding about doing theatre or fine art is to living like artists and only then they will uh, become famous artists like Hussein or Shakespeare or something like that. Artists are there to nurture the human emotions completely to sad all the Navarasas uh, in you. Uh, you will not nurture your best of art within you. So you seem to have like, you know, there's this saying, there is this phrase that called the starving artists. And you know, that's that's what you also mentioned, like you know, they're wearing the chola and this has become the like the image of the, this one. And you're you are out there to eradicate that. Yes. And and change the definition Starves, artists don't have to starve, no. artists have to, you know, uh, they need equal security as any sector, industry or person and you need a space to perform. If you allow them, 
uh, I think uh, it's not a line, it's a written report in the UNESCO report. They said 9.5% of the art is contributed to the global GDP and engineers contribute 9.2%. That figure hit me too loud. Uh, as because it gave me only the tick mark as green in my head that I was doing something right. So the world more than has the data has said this uh, with something with the united bodies of the world and they have recorded a certain data from the developing to the developed regions from time and history and zone and cultures have been formed and everything that we see have been a contribution that they are right somewhere. Uh, consider you have given a sheet of Dots like a dot, four four dots vertical, four dots horizontal. You got a cubicle grid in front of you. As a child, and you asked to connect these dots. Uh, so we had these games like snake and ladder going in a particular form. We had these ludos going in a particular form. Uh, the board games in a particular geometrical form. And so technically, the archive of observation is already there in human understanding. But they don't want to spread it as art. The foundation as art is already there within every human being. But they just don't get exposed to it till an artist shows them a vision. So when they were saying that, say, left hand side corner top dot is my startup or my factory or my industry or my sector, and I had so many dots to play, they had a limited vision of, say, about Two, three, four dots, which how much they could see in their vision. I could create 12 to 20 different geometrical patterns to say that a logistic industry could connect to a, a farm industry, to a, a science industry, to a earth material industry, to a medical science industry, to a, a space industry, uh, to generating economy not only for a sustainable community and empowering them with new jobs and opportunities, but creating an entire ecosystem for the community, for the entrepreneur, for the sector, sector developing the nation and nation developing the education, uh, for the sector's expansion and so on. So these dots became my foundation pillars, the algorithms became my photography understanding of composition and framing uh, the golden rules and cycles to make it on the best visual uh, that could perform or excite anybody and these grades of startups and theories I might have done about thousand drafts till now in a span of since 2013 I think uh, given and gifted to many people some came from the mining industry, some came from the medical industry, some came from the CA industry. Uh, when uh, blockchain and crypto came, uh, I started uh, teaching them in that industry, uh, research industry, uh, in uh, PhDs, I guided certain PhDs in their own educational or understanding. So, I could connect these dots. For me, it was like again a toy. Like, solution for me is like, trying to master that stroke of Picasso who has gone through making art from any canvas or particular segmented materials which are told that artists should paint on a canvas and not this, artists should perform on a stage or not this, artists should do this or not this. I started breaking all those rules. I said I don't require this. 
I require that want. I need your problem. I need I have a solution. Give me time. Some I took about 10 minutes to solve the problem, some I took one day to problem. But in one day I was writing my papers. Because I was like a nerd. I have to finish. When I start something, I don't get up till I finish it. That's the spirit in me. So when I wrote researches, I could write about uh, 25 pages of white paper on a particular solution and the future phases or the future phases of it. Uh, even crowdfunding industry when it was born in India, uh, first time, time I went to the best crowdfunding platform where it comes from the US and copied and implemented and format in India. I will not uh, say who I could go on to. Because the whole idea is how an artist can create a solution and tell a particular industry which is new that you are missing out on a point because I understand how human patterns work out here. I understand how functionality of humans happen. I understand the social context of people's inspiration, aspirations, requirements, needs uh, as a human, not only through the struggle of artists, because as the community, they all fail to accept artists. An artist was bleeding their soul. They were neglected. They were offering solutions. Not even before me, artists were. They, okay, for example, medical science is gifted by the match. He bought bodies from the world and he cut them into pieces and parts and he sketched details on the missile which medical science was born. He uh, was asked that I want to build the cannon to throw and can it reach it so far? He built the helicopter and the plane through an observation on a bird. So if you, if that kind of a breed of artist is there, the, the artist in any field, anyways are learning. And now in the days of digital age, where he is bombarded with information, then so what you are getting is what an artist is also getting. What an engineer getting the same reels or same information or the same tech talks an artist is getting. He is also learning at the same time what you are learning when you are doing your engineering or IIT. So why are you not considering artists only being that? Why are you not building this platform for artists? Why not creating those things? And United Kalakar for me became that baby and that place where I had to send that foundation, create the solution, uh, build the module, first excite the different industries to prove how art happens uh, and how art can be into different fields and contribute, contribute to different uh, fields and expand uh, beyond the vision. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this basic uh, when CSR movement started about 10 years back, uh, the corporate social responsibility is towards the human good. A particular company owns about a particular amount of money. What they did was they created events. They called artists to engage, to create something. They created group shows, they created events, they created a theatre workshop for their own management to technical to IT skills, who were getting too frustrated and robotic in a corporate structure. And they required a big fee to create a thinking, design, out-of-the-box thinking, group management, group collaboration, group bonding. So when you require an artist for that, and you again go back to becoming whoever that system we complain about now, which be your own boss is all about actually. Uh, when we break free from the job culture because we have a solution, also because we don't like the system so much and it does not allow us to free the remote and hybrid space movement. Uh, 
I started having a degree and people started out and still my thoughts are not just always. So I decided to tie up with all the corporates that I could reach out to. I tied up with the biggest corporate uh, audience and I said, you have a space. My idea is to give an artist a space out of that stage theatre space, out of that gallery space, which the whole system has restricted him, his understanding, even his education room. I want to build these spaces and I want to make him experience your space and you experience at the same time how your people react to that space, in that space, how you communicate and do you find the same line of action. I, again, I pointed, I got, I, the first, uh, uh, big company and brand company in India into furniture design. They had volumes or they had spaces, volumes spaces, but they worked in a corporate structure. What I did in that space expanded not only their vision but also their team's vision that people who were heads of those teams became independent artists and product designers now becoming their own behavioral process and seeing a new generation, in fact, they have been called as mentors uh, to different uh, movements and these new stream of educations are getting lined up to learn what they have done differently. This fantastic work that you're doing, open United Kalakar, towards the opening of our That's great. Uh, look, looking back at your journey as an, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, who would you like to give credit to for your success? Oh, love. You know, it's a language. Yeah. I think love, it has to start in that understanding love. The boy's love for the sky. Like the boy's love for the grain. The boy's love for the room that he heard. The boy's love for that magazine picture. That uh, boy's love to finding his first love. Uh, and that love teaching him uh, how to balance uh, life, how to manage life as a responsible human, as a feminine and masculine differences that uh, uh, were balanced in that Adi Shakti saying before, where you found the tear uh, in you and the masculine strength in you. So the feminine and the masculine, the logical and the creative brains which are already designed by the universe within the human body. And I think love, the central line of the cord uh, which binds all of us, that love, that appreciation towards each other, uh, towards humanity, towards our causes, towards our mission, is all. It's not, love is very vaguely uh, understood. But in Shakespeare, as we said, when you read a text, read a context, uh, you a subtext, uh, and then you go to a context, and beyond that is art. So when you break down love, people you know when they say, I fall into love. So there is very biased understanding of love. When I say, uh, I don't have a scale of love. I can love my mother the same way, I can love my friend's mother the same way, I can love and I am the same way, I can love my peacock the same way, I can and this is scale because love does not come through scale, love comes in that moment. What you act upon as a startup, as an entrepreneur, as an artist, in that moment of action, that action comes, that is love. Feeling love but not acting it 
has a repercussion. Either you miss out on your own emotions or you miss out on somebody else's emotions towards you who are seeking that love and you suddenly stop getting that love from you all of uh, from somewhere because you're exploring the other parts of your normalness, love being one of them. Uh, right. So love, I think, is what is really important. And, uh, you know, this is, I think, the first time someone has mentioned that the credit goes to love. And, and on that lovely note, <laughs> uh, Pranay, thank you so much for you know taking our time and sharing thank your. Uh, thank you so much. Journey. Thank you for listening to me and from India and, and, and the way we are developing as a region. If you're listening and uh, you know going through this, uh, there are great things that has to be done, and we can do. And we are still doing, uh, and we can not only for India but every developing region. The world who's doing or developing and connecting its roots and corridors. We are trying to become global citizens, not only global citizens, becoming global nations by building bridges and underground uh, loop and tunnels and connecting each other with our nervous systems through the earth infrastructure. So I think it's time that humans realize that we are not bound by nations and we are bound by much larger cause for human good. And in that lifespan that we have, do that and hence united united united, united is the only way united you know and, and when we children we were taught that you given a bunch of uh, one stick to be broken and we have given a large bunch of stick which we could break you could easily break one stick but if you have and come united together and these sticks have different formation different strength no one stick asks the other are you stronger or weaker than me but they're bound together because they are strength together and when you try to break it, nobody can break it. And that's the basic story that I think every grandmother or every parent has passed on or any teacher has passed on to you. And we are very and born with it. Fantastic. And that's, a, that's a very, very important story that I have to thanks for reminding us that story. And that's the story of unity, right? Yes. And united with strength and Yes, for me to I really thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and uh, you know, sharing your story and you know, what's of wisdom with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was Pranay Katke, the founder of United Kalaka, and you've been watching and listening to Your Own Boss. Oh, oh, oh.